Hey everybody, Mark Dawes here, and today I want to answer a short question for you, and that is, must I, as a trainer, hold a teaching qualification if I want to teach anything? And the short answer to that is no. Now, certain industry sectors require you to hold a teaching qualification of sorts, such as if you're delivering first aid training or teaching in the security sector, because in those sectors, there is a stipulation that you must have a teaching qualification. But outside of those sectors, as far as I know, there is no need to do so. In fact, further education colleges now do not require their lecturers to actually have a teaching qualification. And you might think that's perverse, but that is a fact. So if you are a trainer or looking to become a trainer, and you're not going to teach in the security sector, and you're not going to teach first aid, then you do not need to hold a teaching qualification per se. And let me just read you what someone who is very, very professional in this industry has sent me. They, they, their whole sole business is delivering teaching qualifications. They used to work for a large awarding organization doing exactly that. And I asked them the question, and this is what they sent me. It reads as follows. The requirements for a teaching qualification are entirely up to the sector. For example, Colleges no longer require their lecturers to have a qualification in teaching, but most put their staff through a level four or five anyway. Please remember the AET, that's the Award in Education and Training, is not a teaching qualification as it is only an introduction to teaching. So it is really up to the sector your clients are working in and their regulations or requirement for it. So that's exactly the case as it stands. Now, those are the facts, you know, my opinion on it is if you are a trainer delivering in any sector, then you need to have a knowledge of how to structure lesson plans, you need to understand how people learn, and you need to build that into your training. Now, whether you do that as part of a formal teaching qualification, or whether you do that as CPD by just learning how to do those things, then that's entirely up to you, as long as you can demonstrate that you are competent in delivering training. Now, the issue of competence is something I just want to touch on as well because for years I've been in and out of courts, criminal courts, civil courts, working as an expert witness, and this issue of qualification and competence now and again raises its head. So you can be qualified and you can be competent. You can be qualified and not be competent, and you can be competent and not be qualified. Which one do you think loses in court? But before I answer that question for you, let me read you some case law on the actual issue itself. And this is the case of Butler v. Fife, uh, Fife Coal Limited in 1912, and it's still a case law president today. Carbon monoxide had escaped into a coal mine and poisoned one of the miners. Under the Coal Mines Act 1887, which was in force at the time, it was the duty of the manager and the fireman to withdraw his men until the matter had been investigated. It was proved that the manager and fireman had no previous experience of carbon monoxide emissions. The House of Lords held that although the two men were well and adequately qualified, they lacked the necessary experience and therefore the employer had been negligent in employing them. So, if you're qualified and not competent, you're probably going to lose in court. If you're competent and not qualified, you've got a better chance of winning. So it doesn't matter necessarily if you hold a teaching qualification or not. The key factor here is whether you are competent at actually doing what you do. That's the key factor. And that, that is actually you know, what the Health and Safety Work Act you know, talks about. It talks about capabilities and training and competencies. People who you employ must be competent at what they're doing. So we have people come and train with us all the time. 
and they're absolutely competent in what they do. We've had people in the prison service and the police service and the armed forces who've been teaching this stuff who do not hold a formal teaching qualification, but are more than competent to deliver that stuff. Now, if they're going to teach in the security industry sector, then they have to take a teaching qualification or an introduction to teaching, which is what the AET award is. But that is only an introduction to teaching. That in itself is not a teaching qualification. If they want to teach self-defense, then they don't need to have a teaching qualification per se, but we teach them how to teach. So as long as we do that and they're happy with that, then that's absolutely fine. Now, as a training provider, best practice, I would say, yeah, you know, work towards a teaching qualification, get something like an AET award. But I wouldn't insist that you had to do it because I can't insist that because I am not an industry regulator. That's not my job. Uh, so I can't enforce that in any way. If you wanted to be a satellite centre of ours, a licensed centre, and you wanted to deliver you know, a range of our qualifications, then we would say we want you to have a teaching qualification because we want to make sure that you are competent in doing that in the way that we want you to do it because we'd be liable for that. So it really depends on your relationship with your training provider, what the industry sector regulates, but fundamentally outside of the first aid sector and outside the security sector, you do not need to have a formal teaching qualification. And once again, I just want to stress this point, the AET award, the award in education and training, is an introduction to teaching. It is not a full teaching qualification. Hope that helps. I'll be interested in your comments. If you like what you hear, then you know, click the like button. Uh, please leave a comment below if you have any, any interesting comments on this and you know, share this with, with people who you, may, you think may be interested in what you just, you just heard. Thanks ever so much and I'll speak to you soon. Have a great day.